welcome to Mind Witchery. I'm your host, Natalie Miller, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, my friend. I have for you a spell today, a spell for trusting your next move. Today's episode is about how to move confidently and gracefully through this unpredictable world that we share. Now, if you are listening to this podcast, I bet you are a person who wants to live well and do good. I bet that you want to build a beautiful life and you want to move through the world in a meaningful way. I bet that you want to do work that is personally fulfilling and you want to make a positive and progressive impact. And by the way, this is me too. This is what I want to do. So you may, like me, really want to live on purpose. You want to make smart moves. You want to make good and graceful moves. You want to make the most of your one wild and precious life, as Mary Oliver wrote, both for yourself and for, for one another, for, for all of us. So you and I, we want to be powerful, not to dominate or to control, but because we understand that this world is co-created and we want our contributions to make a difference. We want to help people. And we've found that our greatest impact comes when we ourselves are doing things we love. We are not rose-colored glasses wearers, though. (laughs) Uh, We're very real. Our feet are firmly on the ground of this planet Earth. We have seen some shit in our lives. We understand that really... Anything can happen. And so while we are interested in living on purpose, while we know that all of us humans are co-creating our society and our realities, we also reckon deeply with the flip side of the everything is co-created coin. We understand that we aren't the only ones making this thing go. We understand that sometimes we get to benefit from technological innovation. And sometimes technological innovation wreaks havoc. We see that sometimes huge happenings like global pandemics arrive. And that humans also have the capacity to respond. We get that we are working alongside colleagues, co-conspirators, and we're also working alongside competitors and people whose values are very different from our own. So 
we get that we make an extremely powerful contribution, that the ways that we think and feel and act in this world are incredibly powerful. And at the same time, we know that we are not ultimately in control. We know that even our choices, the choices we make on purpose, have unforeseen and even unforeseeable effects. I know this has happened to you. It certainly happened to me so many times over. When I'm feeling especially dark about it, and just come with me for a minute, I call it the Challenger Effect. So do you remember the Challenger, the spaceship that I think in like 1980-something, in the 80s, it exploded just a minute after launch? So I was in third grade when that happened. There was a teacher, Krista McAuliffe. There was a teacher on board. And so my whole third grade class trooped into the multipurpose room and we sat down together to watch the launch. We watched the countdown, we watched the flaring of the booster rockets, we saw the spaceship take off, and then there was the shocking explosion. And our own teachers, of course, didn't have time to spin it or to shield us. We just all sat there together, just our hands clamped over our open mouths, just devastated that what had seemed so joyous and hopeful and inspiring and right just a minute ago did not go the way we expected or planned. That was a formative experience for me. That was a serious reality check. And I have found living as a conscious and and trying to be conscious adult in this world that Life is full of these world-shaking, self-shaking disappointments. Sometimes we have these rocket ships of dreams. We have a marriage that we're creating or a lease that we're signing. We're enrolling in a graduate program. We're accepting a position. We are launching a new program. And it seems so right, and we're so hopeful for it. And then we find, after a bit of co-creation here on planet Earth, that what we were hoping for, what we intended, was not what we ultimately got. And given this reality, it makes complete sense that even though we've got lots of successes, even though we've got lots of ways in which we've shown ourselves that we can create beautiful, fortunate, values-oriented actions that are helpful in this world. Even though we've got plenty of proof for that, we nonetheless move with trepidation because we also know that sometimes things really don't go the way that we want them to. At the same time, even though we know that we never really know what will happen, 
we know that we will certainly be sometimes delighted and sometimes disappointed in the effects of our choices. We get that we have no choice but to move through life by choice. Because even refusing a choice or delaying a choice is a choice. I'm choosing to abdicate my choice or I'm, I'm choosing to delay. So this is a spell for trusting your next move. This is a spell for choosing on purpose. This is a spell for bolstering your self-trust for reckoning with this deep knowing that no matter what happens, we don't control what's next, and for encouraging a corollary understanding, no matter what happens, we can still be resourceful and responsive. So today I'm sharing with you one of my all-time favorite personal mantras. This one came to me years ago, and I use it, honestly, almost every day. I think this to myself. Everything is always changing, and so am I. You can flip this one, too. I am always changing, and so is everything else. Okay, on the surface, this is not that impressive. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I'm aware. Change is the only constant. Everything's always changing, and so am I. But I have found there is a fascinating thing that human minds tend to do when we are pondering change. We focus only on one half of that mantra, and we completely forget the other half. Oftentimes when my clients and and myself, too, are deciding what to do next, I see us obsessing over the first part of that statement. Everything is always changing. So maybe we are launching a new product, but we know that the market is changing. Maybe we are investing in a system, but we know that technology is always evolving. Maybe we are hiring help or we're offering a service, but we know that we don't really know a person until we know them. So whether you are launching something new, accepting a promotion, quitting a job, making a pivot, asking for a divorce, You already know that you never really can know what will happen next. It is so easy when we are faced with the enormity of all we don't know to completely forget that, yes, everything is always changing, but so am I. So are you. So as the market shifts, As technology evolves, as policies change, as people show you who they are, as both the worst case and the best case scenarios unfold, you are also unfolding. You are learning, you are growing, you are responding. 
So as you're pondering the what ifs, what if this happens, you're not, you're not remembering, and, and I'm not remembering, and this is me too, that in that future moment, I'm not the same me that's making this choice right now. Here I am, I'm in 2021, I'm making this choice. And maybe in 2022, something's unfolded in a way I didn't want, but I'm not any longer 2021 me. Now I'm 2022 me. I'm me, but I'm me several moves later. So when we are taking a chance on something and it doesn't work out the way we hope, we are evolving as it unfolds. We have more information to work with. We have more clarity. We've almost always built some kind of new skill or enhanced an ability. We are still creative. We are still resourceful. And we find ourselves in a whole new place with a new array of choices. Everything is always changing, yes. And slash but, so are you. So am I. Okay, like I said earlier, sometimes it's helpful to flip it and reverse it, this one. I am always changing, and so is everything else. So perhaps you are in a relationship a romantic situation or a friendship, and your needs, your desires, your self-awareness, your interests have changed a lot. And you are feeling like you've outgrown the relationship. Now, I honor that you've changed and you are feeling this. But at the same time, let's remember the second part of the phrase, Everything is always changing. So that relationship, it has changed too. Perhaps it's gotten more rigid. Perhaps it feels calcified, especially in contrast to all of your change. Perhaps it has withered. Perhaps it is strained. But that relationship has definitely changed. It is not just you. And that relationship will continue to change as you do. It will evolve as your approach to it evolves. This evolution happens choice by choice by choice, in ways expected and also totally surprising. And this, remembering that everything is always changing as we do, that our situations, our relationships, our circumstances can evolve in harmonious ways is so important. Remembering that every choice we make leads to more choices. This is true for everyone. This is so important. So I want to walk you through an example of how this mantra has kind of worked for me. Years ago, I used to teach two very well-established, long-standing, very popular yoga classes. They were on Sunday mornings. People called them like yoga church. <laughs> they were lovely. They, they had 
a very well-established, vibrant um, student body. And I loved to teach them for a long time. I think that's partly why they were so established and popular. But as time passed and I started to fall deeply in love with my coaching work, I did not really want to teach yoga anymore. I had changed. But I told myself at the time all kinds of reasons that I couldn't stop teaching those classes. And I was, in effect, at the time, denying the reality that everything was also changing and could change right alongside me. So back then, I wanted to stop teaching, but I I had, like, lots of reasons why I couldn't. Oh, but I love the students too much. Oh, but I need the money. Oh, but the students are going to be so disappointed if I stop teaching. Uh, I mean, I really like having an outlet for being creative and expressive on Sunday mornings, so I guess I'll keep this outlet. After some time, life intervened for me very dramatically. My dad became ill. Um, He passed away back in my hometown, and so I spent a month traveling to handle all of that um, and to be with all of that. I spent a month away from those classes. And I was, in the end, I was too emotionally exhausted to keep pretending that it was working. I was too tired in my heart (laughs) to continue to deny that I no longer wanted to teach on Sunday mornings. And so all those reasons, all that forgetting that as I change, everything changes too, and everything can change. Well, let's just go through them and see what happened. So there was, oh, but I love the students too much. So my connection with those beloved students has shifted in many ways. In fact, lots of them are now listeners of this podcast. Hello, I love you. (laughs) I'm glad to be connecting with you. Some of those students are now readers of my Sunday letters, and some have even become clients that I coach. Many of those students are people with whom I share warm hellos and little catch-up convos at the grocery store. I love them still. But I changed, and so did the ways that we relate. And very honestly, had I continued to teach, I think I would have begun to feel resentment. That would have begun to creep into the relationship. So I'm so glad that it ended the way that it did. Okay, here was another reason. Oh, but I need the money. I've changed. I don't want to do this work anymore, but nothing else can change. Well, (laughs) guess what? I have found other and frankly, way more lucrative, remunerative ways to make money, ways that are much more personally enjoyable. I changed, and also the way that I made money changed. There was the reason, oh, but they'll be so disappointed. Okay, yes, many of the students were very disappointed. But, you know, they're still resourceful humans, and they found new ways to get what they needed. 
So I know many of them found new yoga teachers who had fresh insights for them and awakened them to new aspects of practice. I know some of them stopped doing yoga. They started something else. One decided to run marathons. One is learning judo. So they, they found something else to do to feed their heart and soul. And to be honest, many of them had their own life changes. Some moved away. Some got new work that let them do yoga at a better time for them. They got to use their Sunday mornings for coffee and brunch, and they did yoga on, like, Wednesdays. Some of them had injuries. One of them actually decided that she herself wanted to become a yoga teacher. And so now she teaches. So, yes, I changed. And so did everyone else. Okay, last one. Remember the, ex- the, the reason, the excuse. Oh, but I really like having an outlet for creativity on Sunday mornings. So this one retrospectively is the funniest one for me. It was very strong at the time. I was like, no, it feels really good to do this work on Sunday mornings. I like to be generous. I like to be expressive. I like to, you know, deliver an inspiring message. So sometimes when we forget that everything can change right alongside of us, we really like squelch and squash our own creative capacities. It was not difficult for me to find a different way to be creative and expressive and inspiring on Sunday mornings. Like now that's when I write a letter to my email list. It's so funny to think about how I had forgotten my ability to change my situation. I had changed, but I was so worried about how the situation was working for everyone else that I forgot that I could make it work differently for me and for, and for the people that like to listen to me too. So ultimately, my friend, here is the thing. When we change on purpose, when we want to change on purpose, when we want to do this as best we can in a way that is self-honoring and that helps us to live our values, when we want to make our choices intentionally rather than by default, when we want to respond and create rather than react and deal with. When we want to be creative ourselves as everything changes, when we want to have a say in the change that is definitely happening, we've got to trust that no matter what, we will grow, we will evolve through the choices we're making, even if they don't turn out the way we think they will. Everything is always changing, and so are we. We are always changing, and so we can change everything else. Okay, there is one little asterisk here, and maybe it's one that's scratching at the back of your brain too. It's Krista McAuliffe, that teacher who chose to go to space and never made it there. Maybe you, like me, are kind of like, She didn't get more choices. Yes, well, no. 
I mean, I don't really know what happens after people die. I don't know how that all works, but certainly she did not get an embodied post-disaster choice. But here's the thing. Our mortality is another reality to reckon with, my friend. We are here for a limited time only. We know this. Restrictions apply. We know this. This is our one wild and precious life. It is right now. And every minute, every month, every year of it is frankly a miracle. From the galactic perspective, it is a miracle to be a human on planet Earth. And I want to insist that this is actually vital to the point I'm making. This miraculous, wild, precious gift of a life is an enormous reason to make moves, to make our choices purposefully and boldly, to be willing to step out and up, to be willing to grow. Go ahead and make your next move. No, we don't know what will happen next, but you can make it. And it will take you one bold step forward to whatever happens next. And this is such a gift. To live on purpose, to live well and to do good, we are making our choices and we are growing and evolving as whatever happens, happens. Okay, the spell for trusting your next move. Everything is always changing, and so am I, and so am I. I am always changing, and so is everything else. So please use this, apply this, wherever you have forgotten that we are all here together in a miraculous evolution and that your contribution to that evolution is so important, so vital, is what you're here for. Hey, thanks for listening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mind Witchery. To catch all the magic I'm offering, please subscribe to the show. Or if you want a little bit of weekly witchiness in your inbox, sign up for my Sunday letter at mindwitchery.com. If today's episode made you think of a friend or loved one, your sister, your neighbor, please tell them about it. We need more magic makers in this troubled world. Like all good things, this podcast is co-created by stellar people. Our music is by fabulous DJ, artist, and producer, Shammy D. Our gorgeous art is by the Sorcerers at New Moon Creative. Mind Witchery is produced in conjunction with Particulate Media, K.O. Myers, executive producer. And I am Natalie Miller. Till next time.